The following is a message from Reverend Ken Belden of Wellsprings Congregation. So there's this thing going on uh, on social media that's going around in which you name and give context of how old you are without actually sharing the um, year in which you were born or your actual numerical age. It goes like this. I am fill in the blank years old. So to give you a hint about how old I am, uh, I might use something like I am uh, Mikey really likes it, really <laughs> likes life cereal uh, or I am uh, um, super elastic bubble plastic years old, which I'm sure was completely toxic and I'll be paying for it the rest of my life because I'm pretty sure I ingested some of that uh, or I am. I remember Carter Ford as the first conscious for me presidential campaign of my life years old. And so today, actually, I recognize I have something else to add to that. I am, if you put up that slide, <laughs> I am the Streisand and Christofferson version of A Star is Born years old. I didn't see it. I was six years old. My parents saw it. I remember them talking about it. Uh, and actually, depending upon the different ages that we have in the house today, maybe you could answer that question differently. <laughs> I and I didn't put any judgment. I was wrong with you people. Age is just age. Wow. Mm, all right. I see where our, our next message series about aging in America is coming from now. Maybe you are. I am Garland and Mason version of a star is born years old or maybe sometimes here. Maybe not today. I am the gainer and March version of a star is born years old. 1954, by the way, 1937. Today's version about the most recent one. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. They keep remaking this movie <laughs> once every generation to generation and a half. They keep remaking this movie. The basic plot is the same. The first two versions, slightly different than the most recent two versions. <clears throat> the first two was set in the movie industry. Last two set in the music industry. Plot is the same. Man, woman. Man's career has been established for a long time and seems to not just have crested, but is starting to fall. Gets connected with a young artist, struggling artist. Her career starts to rise. That's the title, The Star is Born, where it comes from. It's her story in many ways. It's the most recent version. I know it was a super big mega hit and I like that shallow song I do I especially like the Oscar version of it but I got to tell you I did not like this movie mm. controversial opinions last week I told you I didn't like the end of Game of Thrones many of you let me know your perspectives on that now I'm telling you I didn't really like the most recent version of Star is Born. We will talk about that, no doubt. Or you will talk to me about that because you're going to hear my perspectives. And, and let me say it wasn't so much I didn't like it. Actually, I think there were some really powerful individual scenes in this movie. 
but it was less than the sum of its parts because I felt like we didn't really get to know the characters. I felt like the Lady Gaga character was completely underdeveloped. And, well, Bradley Cooper's character, she plays Allie, the star that's coming to be. He plays Jackson, the star that is beginning to fade. What his character reminded me of is, is this, this meme that I've shared on social media. A number of us have shared. The gateway drug is trauma. So often that's the case. It was absolutely the case in my own life. It's the case for millions of Americans beyond America. One of the most compelling cases, and I think the first case that really got me to rethink, to reconceptualize, where does, where does addiction come from for so many people? It's actually a wonderful uh, Canadian teacher, psychiatrist, I would say overall, to use the Yiddish, mensch, Gabor Mate, talks about the people that he worked with on, I think it was the east side of Vancouver, a place in which a lot of poverty and Drugs and trauma are concentrated. And he said, you know what? People, most people don't use to the point that it begins to harm themselves or other people unless they are in pain. The gateway drug is trauma. And that is absolutely true in Jackson's life in the movie. His mother died during childbirth. His father was abusive and died pretty early as well, too, was decades older than Jackson's mother was. This is a painful story. It's painful especially for those of us who may have had or are having challenges with our own mental health or various substance use disorders or compulsive behaviors. When I say it was troubling, this movie, there's a couple scenes in here that really bug me um, and that weren't explored more. I wish they would have been. First time Bradley Cooper's character invites Lady Gaga's character up onto the stage to sing the song that he's heard. And it's a great song. It's the shallow song. She doesn't want to go. And he just keeps cajoling and cajoling and cajoling. And, you know, folks, like in this day and age, we don't need any other kinds of messages that say, well, underneath a no is really a yes. Right. That's a really troubling message. We learn that her character, Allie, is, is uh, going to get a recording contract for the first time. And Jackson, who, as he spends most of the movie, is completely just blotto, drunk, and high, takes a donut and smears it on her face. And we don't really actually get to see much of her response to what is, at best, passive-aggressive and really is just aggressive-aggressive. So this is a troubling movie. And I think it's supposed to be troubling to a certain extent. And I noticed something really interesting. Um, and, and certain movies affect me this way. Like the day after I saw this movie, I noticed I was really cranky. <laughs> and then I noticed I was really angry. And I thought about what the hell do I want to preach on this movie that I didn't really like very much, but it stayed with me. It was like getting underneath my skin. And I thought, you know what, this is really where I'm netting out on this. In this day and age, in this particular context, why did we need a fourth version of exactly what we've seen before? In this climate, where in nearly all of the 50 states over the last 20 years, we have seen a skyrocketing of suicides and suicide attempts, 
And sorry, spoiler alert, but that's how Jackson's life ends, like in all other three versions. In the last 20 years, we've seen opioid overdoses and overdoses of all kinds skyrocketing. And by the way, folks, let me just carve out something here. We live in a country in which the one drug that kills more than any other people, all the other drugs combined, the drug that was my drug of choice and the drug that cost me an awful lot of my life, alcohol, kills more than all the rest of them combined, as I said. And that's totally normalized, if not glamorized. Why did we need this movie with this ending right now? From my perspective, I don't think we did. I don't think we need any more, apologies to Mr. Neil Young, movies where we get the message again, it's better to burn out than it is to fade away. We have enough of those stories. I also believe it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible for artists in this context, when they're talking about substance use disorders, addictions, when they're talking about mental health, when they're talking about suicide, not to bring a deeper eye and sense of empathy to the messages that they're putting out there. Some of you might be aware of the book and the show, 13 Reasons Why, about the adolescent girl who chose to end her life. Well, they've now started to do some studies. And again, correlation is not causation. Let's be clear here. Correlation is not causation. But the research has found something really troubling. That after that show was released, and there was a lot of buzz about it, adolescent suicide spiked while actually controlling for a whole bunch of other features that ethical researchers control for. Now is a time, a cause for pause. So when I say I'm angry after seeing this movie, I am not angry at the characters. I have empathy, compassion for people who choose to end their own life or who attempt to end their own life and the circle, the orbit around them that is forever changed by those decisions. I'm disappointed in the filmmakers. I don't think we needed this film. See, because underneath that anger, as it always is for me, as it is for so many people, there is a deep sadness. A heartbreaking sadness. A sadness of what has broken our hearts here at Wellsprings. People, beloved people here, members of this community that we have lost to suicide and overdose. And even if you haven't been a part of Wellsprings for all that long, maybe you have, you might know people who've been affected by some of the mental health challenges suicides of teens in our area. We need a better story. And we need artists who can tell better stories. What I want to say is that, uh, to borrow a line from a song in this movie that I also liked, it was actually written by Jason Isbell, who I preached on last week, maybe it's time to let the old ways die. And to let the old ways die are telling stories that don't point at the fact that recovery 
is real. Those are the stories I want to have told. I imagine all of you know who this is. I am, I remember exactly where I was in my early adolescence when I heard the news that Kurt Cobain had chosen to end his life years old. There's a one-man play called, very pointedly, Career Suicide. It is funny and challenging and real and beautiful, and it's by a podcaster and an actor named Chris Gethard. What he says as he tells this story of his own recovery from mental health challenges so severe that he thought of ending his life repeatedly is he said this is part of the stigma of mental health and being open about our challenges is he had people tell him, but, but you're so creative, you're, you're so creative, and if you take that antidepressant or if you go to therapy, if you get help, won't you stop being creative? Because we've got this story that we have to suffer for our art, that despair equals creativity. <laughs> and Chris Gethard tells a story, and he starts talking about Kurt Cobain, and he says that story, that to be creative, you've got to suffer to the point of some people for death to death, is absolute bullshit. And he says, I wish Kurt Cobain was alive. I wish someday I'd walk into a Target and I would see Chris Cobain does Christmas classics. Because <laughs> that would be better for Kurt Cobain and the people who loved him. That we can get over this image of the heroic suffering artists and just allow them to be people. That is a better story. It's change beyond stardom. It gets at what is, for me, the heart of all life-giving spirituality. This is one voice of it. It's from the Tao Te Ching, the Chinese source of wisdom, the book of changes. And sorry, this isn't a gender-inclusive version. I couldn't find one online. And what I really want to do, you can see the whole thing, but I want to focus on those core two conjoined sentences. Therefore, the stiff and unbending is the disciple of death. The gentle and yielding is the disciple of life. Thus, an army without flexibility never wins a battle. A tree that is unbending is easily broken. Therefore, the stiff and unbending is the disciple of death. The gentle and yielding is the disciple of life. To live is to change and to thrive is to change in such a way that we are continuously allowing ourselves to take the form that life is calling us to be. Over and over again. To live is to change. And to thrive is to change in such a way that we are allowing ourselves to change into what life is calling us to be. I think the Tao is absolutely right in this case. One of the things I did really like about this movie, and it was subtle, Jackson's character, the entire movie, looks the same. Allie changes form, shape, how she appears, all kinds of ways. And to me, actually, that points at something that's off the screen. I mean, one, 
eight different uh, presentations of Lady Gaga of herself to the world. Trust me, this could have been ten different screens. <laughs> and if you know anything about Lady Gaga herself, she is a survivor of multiple kinds of trauma. She just isn't a great artist, although I believe she is. She is someone who moves beyond simply just surviving into an expression of thriving as she shares her gifts in real life. So the rest of my message today, what I want to share is my director's cut. (laughs) My alternative vision of A Star is Born, Cooper and Gaga version. He does not take his life. He recognizes he needs to apologize and make amends for the harm that he has caused. In my director's cut, it's actually two director's cut because there's two alternative versions in which they stay together and there's one in which they don't. And I'm not particularly bound up or attached to either of them. (laughs) But in my alternative reality for these characters, they both live. He recognizes that in order to live, he does not have to be a leading man any longer. He ends the really egoic, egotistical judgments about what her career should be. In this alternative Ken Belden director's cut, we learn a lot more about her character, where she comes from, who she is. We see them both whether staying together romantically or not, doing the work in which they begin to recognize the sizable, real, meaningful impacts that what are called adverse childhood experiences, childhood trauma, have on their lives and on millions of others' lives. They learn flexibility and acceptance with those inner painful emotions that all of us have as human beings rather than trying to blot them out. In my alternative director's cut version, one scene is absolutely necessary. It is the scene that is in the movie most painful and is the triggering event for Jackson for a time entering rehab And again, the rehab scenes aren't done very well. We don't see any of the aftercare. I'm like, people, where's your aftercare? Where are the relationships that are holding you? I know this is the way I think right now. I apologize. But but folks, we need this. It's not just a joke. We need these stories. We need someone to model as artists a better telling of that story. So it's not you just get out of rehab, you return to your life, a triggering event happens, which in this case is Allie's really the closest thing to a a villainous character we have, who essentially tells Jackson to kill himself, and he does, because he'll be an embarrassment to her. The scene that gets that all started is Jackson is invited to the Grammy Awards at which Allie is nominated for three different like new artist awards and she wins. And Jackson thought first he was going to do this Roy Orbison tribute as the lead singer. But he doesn't. He's just in the backup band. And you can see his ego, his pride kind of shatter. And he gets drunk and high before he goes on stage And he's just blotto, like barely conscious. And then she wins the award for Best New Artist, and he stumbles up to the stage. 
embarrassing himself and her, and he loses control of his bodily functions. It is a painful scene. In my alternative ending, whether they're together romantically or not, she's nominated again because she's Lady Gaga (laughs) or Allie. And again, romantically together or not, they agree that he can return to the Grammys with her in the future. Sober now. A recovering person. And maybe he's in the backup band again. I haven't quite figured that out in my version. And he's okay being in the backup band. He does not have to be a star any longer. This attachment to celebrity that causes him great pain. What I wish this story would have been about was what it is actually life to live recovery. That's a better story. And we need a lot more of those stories. This is a story I love because it's a story I'm living. It's a story I know because I have been blessed by your lives, what so many of you have chosen to share with me or with the world. So many of us in real recovery from our mental health challenges, addictive disorders, or compulsive behaviors. So many of us able to do that beautiful, grueling, real work that is both archaeology, digging into what's there, and also architecture, building up the forms of a new life even if it rests on traumatic foundations. There are simply too many stories already of so-called heroic death or romantic death or death that comes from rigidity rather than the life that comes from flexibility. We need more artists to tell these stories. And so I want to end on this image, which is one of my favorite of all movies, favorite images. I'm still slowly working my way through reading all the books, but I've seen just about all the movies. What's the first chapter in the Harry Potter books called? The Boy Who Lived. But J.K. Rowling is a hell of an artist. So she actually returns to this, implicit or explicit, however you want to read it, that the most important scene in all of these books and all of these movies is the epilogue. Harry and Hermione and Ron, decades before they have defeated evil. And wow, thank God that doesn't shatter their lives. (laughs) They don't have to live as the heroes. If you know the scene, they're on platform nine and three quarters sending their own kids off to Hogwarts. They just kind of look like regular middle-aged people. (laughs) They are people who lived beyond their stardom, beyond their celebrity, beyond being even the people who saved the world. Just ordinary lives. In some way, this is, even it's a totally different movie, is the heart of my own director's cut. 
Stars can die. But people, we should live. Amen. May you live in blessing. Would you pray with me? Breathing in and breathing out. Wherever we are in the process of our own change, just merely getting by, surviving, if that's true for you right now, that is perfectly okay. You are welcome here. You are loved here. And if right now you are struggling so deeply that you're not even sure you're going to survive, well, you belong here. You are with people who will get it. And if you're thriving right now, you belong here too. The world needs your love, our love, your better story. May we all shine on, my friends. May we all shine on. Amen. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.